Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I'm certain that you can feel the energies already as my guest today is here bringing in the Arcturians. And we're here to talk about the Arcturian healing arts. And Vivian Chauvet is with us. She has been working as an Arcturian, an advanced Arcturian hybrid avatar. And she's here to share about these 5D and 6D level beings. These are healing masters. And so many of us in this group recognize and resonate with the Arcturians that we hope that you enjoy this. And we give you a warm welcome, Vivian. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, Lauren, for having me. It is absolutely a joy. I was very much looking forward to our time together today. So thank you. Thank you as well. Let's get started with the Arcturians. So can you share first your story of how you were introduced to the Arcturians? Maybe you need to go into your story of awakening. Did the Arcturians come on your awakening or were you on your path for a while and then they came? Mm, that's a wonderful question. What is unique about my journey is that I am an Arcturian being in a projected human form. So it's always been, I bring in the essence of the Arcturian collective and the delegation that I do represent. And we understand that we do have many points of contact on the planet, including star seeds of our own people who has returned in their soul essence into human form. What is unique, Lauren, about my story, so to speak, how I came about is that the moment I returned to the planet in this form, I already knew that I was an intergalactic being. And I already knew that I was here on a very important grand mission. And I was looking at millions of life at stake an entire planet shifting into a new galactic space. And that's something that has been part of me, my reality, even as a child. I remember distinctly. The thing is that before my arrival uh, in this form that you know me as, Vivian Chauvet is my earthly name. So that's the name I chose to keep because people can relate to me. And it's an energy that also connects me to to Gaia, to Mother Terra. Well, at this undergalactic level, no one calls me Vivian. Uh, they don't call me by name. It's more of a soul exchange. Uh, we talk through soul emanation exchange. This is how we speak to each other. So they know exactly who I am. And it has been the making of a lot of a lot of time and preparation, many generational point of contact, especially through my mother lineage and an aspect of my earthly uh, father lineage, generations um, to perfect, the perfect DNA balance to bring me in into this very advanced hybrid form so I can be sustaining the energy of the 3D world. And I know that 
there are many, many star seeds who have already awakened to their own intergalactic or interstellar dimension. And this beautiful uh, human template that we are evolving into. The difference with me is that I have absolutely clear memories as my own Arcturian avatar self. In reality, I'm on the planet, but at the same time, I'm off planet. I'm not here. I'm here, but I'm not. So that's the beauty, the complexity of my story is that that aspect of me you talk to right now, I'm here in this beautiful holographic body, uh, very, very much looking humans, being able to function, do my work on this planet. But the most aspect of me, I'm off planet. I'm already back in Arcturus in my own Arcturian form, working with a lot of delegations. I work very closely with many other groups like the Andromedans, the Lyrans that I love dearly. Uh, we work with different level of star regency councils. And also I work with different spheres of reality and beings of light and we work also in partnership. So it's the more I am fusing, the more I am merging with my Arcturian self, the more I realize the depth of who I am in terms that I am an intergalactic being and I have taken on a human identity to be able to be on the planet with you all the time and functioning and being able to do this work, being able to have this conversation, being able to do a lot of healing work. I've been very engaged over the last 10 years and plus being able to offer this new Arcturian healing arts program I'm going to talk about. So there's there's a lot of multidimensionality when you talk with us, you talk with me, it's 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 a collective, right? it's my identity, but also blending in with the delegation that, that I do represent and I bring in into this state of presence. There's so much at stake, there's so much coming through, there's so much in the evolutionary feel of the timeline that I felt. And I needed to be in this advanced form as opposed to be an Arcturian contacting those who are on the planet. That's the difference. I could have stayed in my Arcturian form and being able to being able to simply connect with others, whether you are doing, you know, maybe you're doing by location, maybe you're working with us in the holographic field, whichever form you're working with us, I could have been in that form. But I said, no, to the council, I say, I need to extract a soul aspect of myself and be here in this physical form. And I want to have a conduit that will be very clear because I'm a transmitter. I constantly transmit frequency and information back to the delegation and they bring back the codes or the appropriate response to what I need to bring in core, whether it's to healing to someone in a group setting on the planetary scales to the grids, working also on the intergalactic level. So I'm in constant state of transmission and receiving in, in that sense. So I have to have a physical form that will be capable of sustaining is kind of high frequency demand, so to speak, right? Fascinating, Vivian, very, very fascinating. So you said when you first came into form or even before you came into form 
that you knew that you were an intergalactic being, that you were um, a hybrid uh, uh, from Arcturus, and you actually chose this form to come in on. This conversation can go in so many different directions. I've got a million questions for you. Let's talk about, um, first off, what is your mission here? What is, what, what, what's your assignment? Um, and, and then, did so you, you came in to this physical form as an infant. You were born, or did you do a walk-in experience? So there's two questions there. Great, quick question. Let's explore together, Lawrence. So I am not a walk-in. I am the original aspect of my Octurne avatar self. Okay, so nice. the born, to the certain degree, you can say that I was born. So meaning that the holographic vessel that has the capacity to hold the biofeedback and also to hold an entire bodily system with organs, bones, immune system and all of this has been designed that way. There's some aspect of genetic material that has been uh, incorporated, especially through, from what I understand, and I know that's going to evolve even more so, but from what I understand right now, coming from my um, mother lineage, and we're talking about many generations of perfecting the level of DNA that needs to come to a certain point, I'm talking about with my grandmother, my great-grandmother before her. So there's many generations of partnership, soul agreements, being able to have direct contact leading up to me to say, okay, the, the body, the holographic aspect of the body has come to perfection. Now I'm going to enter this to the soul consciousness. I'm going to enter that physical form. And so when the time was come for me to merge in the body and for my mother to bring the body in, so to speak, what happened is that it happened on our Octarian ship. It happened in our, to our organic conscious assisted technology within our own holographic field and not in the traditional 3D way when women overall, human human woman will give birth at an hospital or a medical facility or with a wise woman, depending on the circumstances. I couldn't, the body would not be able to support and sustain the initial introductory impact of the third density field. We were risking for the form to perish. So we want to make sure that everything was done in a way that my soul consciousness will stay in the body. The body will accept the new, the new energy coming in and make sure that the immune system will be viable, making sure that the respiratory tract will be functioning. And everything was put in place. So they kept me in, I don't know, for long because time is not perceived the same way as on the earth. It is a non-linear time. So they kept me in, on the shift for uh, for a while until I was able to um, sustain and stabilize. And then I was introduced to the appropriate timeline that you would consider my year of birth and the generational line that came back through. And then all the memories and all the information encoded to the timeline was realigned to says where according to 3D records, she was born at that place, that time. And here's this the time stamp that comes with it. 
Now you may say, Lauren, but how do you know all this? How do you, how do you realize all of this? And the answer is that's because they show it to me. My Octarian delegation to my Octarian father took me on board a ship and says, you need to realize what really happened to how you were reintroduced to the earth plane and here's and they have some kind of consoles to so the best way I can describe it to you. I remember clearly, I can still see it today, seeing like consoles that was recording the time, the, the space, and they were reattuning the 3D linear time construct to the lineage that was coming back in to allow the timeline to merge complete, completely in sync. And they show me the process and what I saw on board is I saw my octarine father, I saw my earth dad, both of them on board. I saw my mom who was in, unconscious and the process to incorporate the, my soul consciousness to the template that has come to maturity and bring that stabilization and making sure that everything was in complete alignment. I am simplifying the process, but I'm just giving you a description. And that day, Many, many years ago, on my birthday, when they showed, when I went on board and I consciously saw and realized, and they showed me the medical team with the Octurian and how everything was done, I felt so honored. I felt so gifted. I felt a level of joy because that validates another aspect of who I am. You know, being on this earth for all of us, regardless of where you come from, it is challenging here. And when you get those powerful validation to says, yes, you are who you said to be, you know it in your heart, it changes everything. It changes the trajectory of how you, you know, really want to activate your soul mission, how you, your energy is utilized, how your desire, your passion to be of service increase tremendously. And that day when, they show me, realize who you really are. It is time for you to fully embrace the splendor of the being that you are. It really made a huge difference. And I've been of service to people, animal, the earth, working diligently around the clock on and off planet ever since. And it's been absolutely amazing, Lauren. Your story is quite amazing. And this is what requires an open mind with our audience. And I'm certain that most watching can resonate with this and understand it. We do get it. In fact, I was just talking last night um, to my husband and it's like, what, what point can we not look at our world and see that our world, we did not evolve from apes with all the different races that we have on this planet. You know, we're watching the World Cup right now. And just watching that, you can see the, the variety of humans so this brings us to the next question. You're not alone in this. Um, and I know that we, we all can tune in and ask our guides for the information about our souls and our higher self, but you're not alone. There are others. Um, are you aware of other people from Arcturus or even other star systems that share this similar story? Or are we all created this way? What's your information on this? Very beautiful question. We are all unique. So the way I came about to address the needs of my specific earth mission 
in the future timeline of ascension, in that sense, I am a prototype. So yes, I am unique. And if you want to use the word alone, in that perspective, I am. Are there other octurns on the planet? Yes, but in different shape and form. That's the difference. Many of them, I have encountered a few. Those who are octurians of the soul were not that many, were rather rare birds. We communicate with many people on the planet to channel information, teachers, the community, that we do. But the difference is that if you look and understand the essence of an octurian being is that we are highly evolved ascended beings. And there's a difference for soul star seed, even a soul emanation of an octurian being coming into embody a human form that was created from the original spark of the union of a male and female uh, you know, the traditional way of how human beings reproduce, and then the soul come in the body, need to adapt to the earth plane, need to adapt to their generational timeline, the ancestral heritage they bring in, they need to adapt to the programming that the energy, where the souls are being subjected to. There's a lot of high level of adaptation that all the souls require to go through. Yes, many form of hybrids, will be having extra DNA or simply that the mother once she was pregnant would have received some visitation or it is possible that they have made some correction to support the soul mission of that soul, which is beautiful. But you have to understand that there's a whole level of spectrum of understanding what the star seed and a hybrid is about. Now on the larger scales, if you look at it, you look at earth human beings where your galactic royalties, because in your genetic materials, you carry so many genetic material from many, many interstellar groups for various reasons, both dimensional and interdimensional. Yes, that is true. We're talking another level here of hybrids. We're talking in a an inception of a civilizations whose original spark usually originate from the blueprint of the earth and then from the encounter and the mix of different groups coming to the earth to help the original human beings to evolve in, in their inception. We can look in this a completely different level in my case, you're talking directly to an intergalactic being who've already ascended. I am thousands of years old, if you look at me. Well, I've chosen to bring a very complex physical form that we call an advanced holographic, holograph, holographic form here on this planet. And my ability to stay here all the time or to live a so-called normal life it's extraordinary for me. It's like, uh, eh, I always said, this is the Olympics for me every day, just to function normally, breathe, digest, you know, lift heavy bags and being able to function. It requires a large group of highly experts to constantly maintain the integrity field and the functionality of my form. So you know the expression, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it takes a delegation to keep me in this physical projected 
um, form that you know that you see me as. So I'm just illustrating in easy language the complexity of why we're looking through the label of hybrids versus humanity versus starseed versus who I am and who I will continue to be within the, the future timeline. Because my role to answer the other question you originally asked me, which is great, Lauren, is what is your role? And as my role is being more defined is I'm truly here for the future timeline that we're heading into, that we're shifting into. This is truly the essence of my mission. And more and more as I am shifting into who I am the most, as I am bringing higher frequency, very specific codes, my own DNA, which they show me, looks a bit different, by the way, than the average human DNA strand. Mine has just different add-ons configuration to it, and I've seen it recently. Just what I carry in my codons alone will be eventually allowed to be released so I can utilize what is encoded naturally, genetically in me to be able to bring in the next level of teaching, being able to bring the next level of evolution, to be able to stabilize the future timeline, and so forth. So a year or two from now, if we were come back, coming back to this conversation, we will have a very different conversation because I am shifting and evolving tremendously. Like many of us, I know I hear that a lot in my practice, people are shifting, they're embracing more who they are, they, they're recognizing their gift, they start to open their channel of communication. It is phenomenal and we encourage you to continue. So if you evolve, imagine I evolve too. And different stages as the as the earth vibration increases and as the collective consciousness expand, so do I. And then I can bring in the next level of the work that I'm going to do. But in the meantime, I'm being of service by bringing in different level of program, healing, membership. I have a community online. I do meditation. I already help you people overall regardless what sphere of the universe you're from of sphere of consciousness you're in we're supporting you through your own evolutionary process as we are supporting an entire civilization and the planet to ascend as well so there's so many a multitude of levels of work that we do known and unknown seen and unseen and the good news is that that's going to continue to shift. And I'm very excited about it. I really am. We are excited about it, too. I'm certain that everyone can feel something going on. And so I honor you stepping out. You said a lot of things there. Um, <laughs> like in a year or two, maybe this world will be unrecognizable from the past. I mean, actually, in the two years that we've been through, uh, in this decade of 2020, we have already seen such a tremendous shift and an awakening happening with people. Um, there's also been a division of people, but I think if we all keep the eye on the prize, all parties through the, the division, I tend to think that all parties through the division all want the same thing, all want the same prize. And I think that's really important for all of us to keep our 
hearts on is that prize of where we're going. And so you have been so bold to step out and speak this way. And here we have disclosure. Disclosure is happening. It's not as fast as some would love to see, like on the New York, uh, the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times to have a headline saying, it's real people, let's learn about it. But it's happening one by one, one heart at a time, an experience at a time. How do you, how have you moved through the doubt that people have? What, what, how have you navigated in our world of non-disclosure as you're here doing this work? Any obstacles that you faced and what do you see in the future as this becomes more mainstream? Exactly. Beautiful, multifaceted question, um, Lauren, because the word disclosure, there's many semantics, including the word disclosure, there's a shifting in meaning, the resonance behind it. For example, the word light codes. You can ask 20 light workers or practitioners or star seed or channels, and each and every one of them will have an interpretation or an understanding of the word light codes, and they will bring them through different level of the spectrum of light. So the word disclosure is the same way. The invitation we have for all of you and all of us is to really release, empty your cup of mental concept of what you feel you thought things meant. It has been true to a certain level up to now. It's like the word truth. The word truth has a lot of connotation depending on your filters, perception, and capacity to receive or even to listen to different level of the word truth or light codes. I was recently asked a question during an interview for a series that's coming up next year about the word disclosure. And the answer we provided was the word disclosure is simply to bring you back into higher awareness that has been happening throughout the entire earth history. It's nothing new. You're simply rediscovering it to another facet of your conscious awakening. Disclosure is happening as we speak, you and me, right here, right now. This is why I have been authorized by my counsel to say, time for you, allow me to use your beautiful word, Lauren, time for you to be bold and explain publicly who you are, because our presence is essential, just like the presence of the Andromedan, the Syrian consuls that we work so much. There's many also beautiful souls from Orion's some aspect of Pleiadians. We absolutely love the Lyrans and other, so many other multidimensional, interdimensional, mm -hmm. intergalactic beings that are working, coexisting with you in so many shape and form. Take a look just at the crop circles, the ancient symbol Uluru in Australia. We know about the Egyptian pyramid, but beyond the pyramid, you have to look at all the archives, even through history and Babylonia, mm -hmm. Alexandria, ancient history. There are so many pyramid functions all over the planet, even in Central America. We're looking at all the, the runes, the energy, the sacred temples. 
Why do you think? What does it speak to you? How many souls relate to ancient civilizations? Lemuria, Atlantis. There are many scientists of Atlantis who are in carnation right here, right now. And I work with some of them in my practice. The many Lemurian souls who are on planet and also existing in parallel or interdimensional reality with the planet. So it's simply allowing yourself to understand what does disclosure mean to me in my conscious state as I am right now? What would like, what would like to see more happening around the word disclosure? And am I a part of this? Meaning that consciously or unconsciously, you may be fueling the distortion version of disclosure. Or you may be fueling the energy of saying, allowing disclosure to be more and more available to me and to everyone who are ready to accept it right now by talking to someone like myself or others who have extraordinary life stories. Masters, it says, I'm a master's. I have descended back in this reality to be with you. Are you able to accept that? That's disclosure. We're redefining what it means to make contact contact of the third kind fourth kind fifth kind how about organic contact and this is one of them but sometimes people said but Vivian you look a lot human yes that's by design it is wanted and needed to be that way if I were 10 feet tall very linky walking around with no hair bigger eyes but so much love and I would say Lauren would you have me on your interview today on your show you would say for me yes but most people would go like I can't take it because it shifts you in the reality that you are been living coexisting and evolving for thousands of years with disclosure around you so the invitation is to fill in your heart Yes, right here in your heart. Beautiful, Vivian. Thank you so much. We can feel a vibration and we know that you're surrounded by your council. We can feel that council. And I wanted to ask you about sharing when you speak to your council. But first, I want to ask about contact. You did mention contact. It, outside of your what you were shown about your birth and your, your Arcturian father that was there, your Earth dad and your mom, have you had other contact experiences? Do you find yourself back on the ship? You said that you're there half the time. Is there an, a conscious awareness of this? Yes. Yes to all of the above. Absolutely. I am constantly in telepathic conscious communication to my delegation. And I have to go back to the ship for many reasons, whether it's to rejuvenate at a level that no food or nutrients on, the, on this earth can provide me and being able to do the necessary upgrade onto my holographic template, my DNA, uh, even the way my brain functions brain connections, and also my chakra system or my inner vortexes of light are shifting and they're creating in different ways. And so I need to go back in many ways, the teaching, uh, I'm always reporting, okay, this is what's going on, on the earth, there's a lot of collaboration. I am also in contact consciously with the Andromedan, 
I have felt a presence many times to come with the open portals, even in my home. I have physically seen a female Lyran appearing to me because I was in a situation where I needed assistance. I sent out a distress call and it's a Lyran who answered the distress call. And she said to me to telepathic form connections, she said, I am here in answer to the distress call. And I am here for a very brief time. The window of time I'm in is very brief. How can I help? So I transmitted through thought forms all the information, and she immediately took care of it. And I stayed in her presence as she was working on helping with the situation at the time. And then she shifted frequency, and she was no longer uh, visible to me, and she left. But I'll tell you one thing. Just that one contact experience that I have many of them, but just that one ex example, being in the presence of a Lyran in their own, own original form, allow me to understand how much we really need to come back in complete resonance with our physical body as well. Our nervous systems are the secret gateway of light. I have to reattune myself consciously in order to stay in my cohesiveness, to stay connected. Otherwise, it could have easily overwhelmed an aspect of my form because when the Lyran came, she she projected a very convincing physical aspect of herself. She was not here physically, but she appeared to be physical. Nonetheless, she brought her frequency with her. And when that happened, I have to quickly adjust my own vibratory state to be able to sustain and stay in the same vibrational level as the Lyran who came to answer my call. She came directly projected into a 12-dimensional aspect as she adjusted into a fifth-dimensional holographic projection to be in my space with me. That was very powerful. It's just, it's just one example of <laughs> contact. We're going to have you back because we're going to talk more about this. Again, there's so many questions that are popping up and I'm going to put this to our audience. If our audience has questions, put that in the Q&A box. If you're in our Zoom audience watching this, questions in the Q&A box. All right. Well, um, can you share um, what the distress call was that you put out? Was this about you staying in physical form? Was it something personal like that or was it a bigger picture issue? It's going to be very endearing what I'm going to say. It was on a personal level. It was not about me because I was already worked on with my Octrain group. It's, I love animals. I, I'm a huge animal advocate because I feel that the bridge of healing the animal kingdom is also healing humanity. And that gap needs to be healed quickly. So I'm going to say that. I always <laughs> talk about the animal's kingdom. There you go. I am the adoptive mama, if you want, of a Bengal cat, a female Bengal cat, and she is a Lyran. She's a she's a high-dimensional, interdimensional being from Lyra who came back on this earth in a Bengal cat form. And she was brought to me directly when she was just a few weeks old. And she looked at me um, and she said to me, 
I chose you, you're going to be the one taking care of me in this life because I have life lessons, things I need to learn, soul contract I need to fulfill. And I'm going, you're the one who's going to take care of me because you're Arcturian and I chose you. So of course I took her in and I nurture him back to health. And now she's six years old going on seven. She's very on attuned to anybody else and nobody can approach her really, except for me and some of my members of my immediate family here. Needless to say, her body was in distress. Something had happened and her body was shutting down quickly. And no matter what I was doing, nothing seems to work because I was too emotionally involved with my baby. And of course, that hits other questions. She just shoot them up and where there's nothing that's working on. So I had to take her quickly to an emergency vet clinic uh, special who are specialized in this kind of situation, but she would not let them approach her at all. So I call and I send a distress call. It says either you bring her to the internship or you bring her one of her people. And it's a Lyran. They said, no, we got this. This Lyran came in this space create a whole different reality, worked on her, recreate a memory when I saw the timeline reshifting. And so the Lyran created an impression that the, the vet or the doctors there was working on her. And she was returned to me calm and her body healed and she was able to stay and remain in her form. And she's still with me today. And many people see her with the famous Stella on the screen. But the fact is that the Lyran answered the call because it was one of theirs. She's Lyran in many ways. And I know I see her through form. And it was too premature for her to leave the body just yet. So they came and did the work to help her. And it was phenomenal. I was so grateful for them because I love my girl. And, and I know we have a lot to share and learn from. Oh, there you are. There she is. She's right here with me. She's always there with me. So that was more of a personal nature, but nonetheless, the level of the contact was extraordinary. Whether it's planetary, whether it's personal requests, whether it's whatever needs, like in that case, it was for another being. It was for another Lyran being in a Bengal cat form. I kept my promise. I told him I was going to, to take care of her, and I'm grateful that he came that day. Wow, thank you so much for sharing. I'm gonna to go to questions in a moment. And I wanted to also say to our audience that you've got a very special offer of the Arcturian healing arts that you work with people on so that we can actually recognize our own Arcturian starseedness and we can actually integrate aspects of ourself with the work that you offer. We're going to talk to that uh, in a moment, but I wanted to just point out that those who want to look at that, it's in our chat box or it's right here. There's a link on this web page for it. So um, this is very interesting because you mentioned a timeline and that you're here to help collapse times timelines, right? You're here to, to keep timelines straight. What is a timeline? that you see in the next one or two years. Can you mm -hmm. share that with us? Absolutely. We're definitely, among other groups, Octurians are also helping to maintain 
the bridge of the third density as we're shifting more to a fourth and then fifth dimensional reality. It is something that is very organic. It is something that has been in the making, as we know, on the end of a very old cycle on the earth and even in your solar system, we knew that that conjunction was coming for thousands of years. We knew there was the probability was coming more and more as a, as a projected reality. Now we are in this right now. Okay, that's the good news. We're hearing it right now. What I have felt and seen so far is that 2023 and 2024, I call them the binary years. It's like a binary star system. And the reason is that what everything we're going to co-create, shift, implement in 2023 will be either taken to effect during the same year, space, or they will be also aspect of the work that is already designed that will be blossoming of coming to physical manifestation more in 2024. So one thing that my group is saying is that be patient because some aspect of the work is designed already for the other future timeline known as 2024. And what 2023 and 2024 are really are two extremely important parallel years. Now, the difference with people, and I respect that, who do tarot, astrology, and all of this, that's nothing to do with that. It's more in terms of the, the next level of evolution, where things are moving and shifting into when we look at the timeline, and we monitor them very, very closely. There was a time where the timeline had some, um, how could I say that, some other groups wanted to shift the timeline. They kind of put some conjunction or bridge into it, and we have to deal with that, and we did. So I want to really bring a lot of rest and reassurance, comfort in everybody's heart. We are no longer in any Armageddon scenarios whatsoever. This has been done. We have worked on this, not just the Octarians, but also many other advanced groups. And we have worked with also the original architect of this region to make sure that we were in sync with the blueprint and it has been shifted. We're no longer in that those realities. Oh, yes. And that is also thanks to all of us here, boots on the ground, who do the work, who come implement the codes, hold the energy in place, do the work in all of this. So there's a lot of collaboration. Remember, it's a community, a large network of communities who have come together. But here's the beauty. I'm going to add another layer to it. We're doing it for the earth, but we're also doing all of this for many other planetary systems to prevent through the fabric of space and time. And we're working also with a divine courts on that level to prevent similar scenario of allowing an entire planet and civilization to fall so deep into density. That's something that also it's worked on is to prevent those scenarios from being recreated elsewhere. So it's not just say hey, we extracted from our planet, we're good to go. It's allowing that to making sure that it's not being recreated. So when we say we're guardians of life, it's in a very, very large sense that we are guardians of life. And as many of us working with others, um, if you look at um, those who come from 
Tosetti, they're also beautiful guardians. And they also the ones like giant, gentle giant are in the back overseeing and anything that comes to interfere with life, to oppress, to recreate slavery paradigm and all of this. Oh, they're not going to tolerate that. I've seen a little city in action and tell you, ooh, I'm glad we're friends because mm -mm, they're beautiful guardians. So there's a lot of help. Your part here on the planet makes a whole difference. Because there's so much we can do from, you know, the ship or the intergalactic or the transdimensional reality. You make a huge difference right here, right now. Because you're the one in physical expression and you have the ability to affect life and accelerate the work in ways that we can't at that level. That makes sense to you. Wow. I really hope everyone is feeling the power of those words. And we're saying yes, because we've got this, we can do it. It is why we incarnated. And I know we can feel that very deeply within ourselves. And so, wow, when we do look out at the collective, because there's certain times, you know, maybe if you just peek at the news over here, you just check things out, we can kind of get a little fluttered because it's like, whoa, this is 2020. This should not be happening. But what you're saying is that it's okay, that is this just a residue of um, the past that is collapsing and we really shouldn't be watching the collapse or getting caught up in the details of how things are collapsing. Instead, we should be focusing on new earth and, and the timeline that we want to achieve. Is that really your thoughts as well? Absolutely, Lauren, that's a very powerful point, a very crucial point you're making. Yes, mm -hmm. we feel it. Believe me, I feel it every day. Every day when I my body sleep and I re-enter my body and I re-enter this dimension, this density, I feel like I'm carrying the earth on my chest. I can feel, I feel millions of voices, millions of life expressing. I can feel it. I am not only super sensitive to energy, like many beautiful life workers are, I'm also multidimensional sensitive. So I can feel ripple effect in space and time are the same, all happening in the same space. So every day, yes, recognizing, recognizing that you may feel emotions, the chaos, the disorganization of a world of a structure they needs to be able to move away to leave way for the new aspect of conscious living structures way of communicating living exchanging what's going to feel like we're moving out of programming conscious awakening releasing ancestral program cultural program historical program i can see also different places on the earth healing wounds that's been there for hundreds of years if not more so it's understanding at a greater design what is it that you're feeling experiencing every day now the huge difference just like you mentioned lauren is that you have the ability in you one person one life workers and that is you one can uplift thousands. So if a group of hundreds of people says, oh my God, I no longer want this paradigm, but unconsciously you're feeling this energy, well, you're giving it strength. You're giving in more manifestation of energy. Instead of said, 
I am ready to help to clear, heal, reconcile this paradigm. And I have not, none of us have all the answers. That's why we hear on this incarnation. We have to trust that there's something, there's a design that we have no understanding of all the details. We have been preparing this for a very, very long time. And I would say over 150,000 years at least, the moment, the moment Atlantis fell, the moment we felt into the density, the will of incarnation, the moment the rift in time has opened, that was the beginning. So it's beyond the Mayan, it's beyond the 26,000 cycle years. This has been going on for a very long time. So how many generations of advanced masters, star seeds have come at different time, generational time, and create a, a foundation, and then they left, and the next one, next foundation, and then they left, next foundation, building up to where we are. Now, the difference is that we are the selected ones, all of us, not just me, all of us, your light, your energy, where are you investing yourself in the most? You can be at home and says, every day, I'm going to meditate 15 minutes with a clear, aligned intention that I'm feeding light and the frequencies of light into the earth grids, including the celestial grids, to bring the change, to stabilize the change, to bring more power to the light so the counterpart of the dark light polarity and giving you an opportunity to balance itself will be extracted and be recycled back into higher octaves of light everything is an invitation to create that even through the mundane we're redefining semantics that we talked about earlier no longer the mundane is the same way as it used to be nothing is mundane anymore everything has significance even when you're cooking or driving or going to the grocery, everything is an opportunity to maintain your vibration, step into a higher consciousness, acknowledge of those who are still abiding and entangled into 3D matrix stories and allow yourself to be in parallel to it because you're supporting them without depleting yourself and without getting out of alignment and out of integrity with who you are. That's very important. And so that is, those words are an activation in their own right and a meditation that you took us through as you were speaking there. And that's really powerful, very, very powerful and a really good thing for everyone to remember and embrace and embody. Thank you so much for that. Um, so incredibly beautiful. All right, I wanna go to a couple of questions and I'm gonna preface this one from Vivian by first asking a, a question before. You mentioned hybrid and starseed and then there's uh, others here on earth. So there's earth seeds. Can you give us an overview of those three um, aspects or three definitions of what those are and how one would begin to recognize each in themselves? 
Absolutely. Let's talk with the star seed. It is under understanding the star seed. It's a soul emanation that have come either through another galaxy, universe, planetary system. You are the representative and the emissaries for other groups who have evolved, who are at different level of conscious evolution to the sacred matrix of life. You have chosen to say, I'm going to bring the uniqueness of the frequency of my people and who I am at a soul level, because I know that I can make a difference to stabilize and contributes to the upliftment of an entire civilization. So star seeds usually at this point of time recognize themselves by feeling since they were infant, right at the beginning. I hear that a lot. I feel my family I grew up in is not really my family. Well, it's a soul group that you chose to evolve. I feel like my family is elsewhere. I can feel that everything feels so strange. I'm out of place. The way I think, the way I feel, I'm sensitive. I have gifts that no one can understand or connect to, depending on where you grew up. There may be some family unit. Like in my case, they knew exactly who I was because it's part of the agreement. And so without talking about it publicly, they will understand certain of my behavior. Like mm -hmm. as a child, for example, even as a, a baby, or all I would do is just sit there, be in a state of contemplation. I have no curiosity to crawl and grab things and, and do things like this. I, haven't, I felt no need for this. I was just there. I was sitting and my mom would just say, you're just there, you smile all the time. You're like, smiling like you can tell you're in between realities and I was I developed very slowly I realized things you know there's something that people would say that I have no understanding what do they mean by that and I will have to be explained that here in this language we mean this well that felt low frequency why would they say that you know this kind of behavior I'm just speaking of also speak to star C. Don't have to have a hybrid body or a very specifically engineered holographic body, like in my case, to relate to that. There's a knowingness in your soul that's usually being presence around you. It is also the case that star seeds of the light may have been intercepted by the dark light polarity. It has been my case, I can tell you that the dark light has been on my tail ever since I returned to the light, to, to here on the planet. He always says to me, oh, no, Arcturians, we are so annoying. And I'm like, no, I'm annoying to you because I'm here to defy you and return to the light. They call me all kinds of things. And I know I'm used to that in the fact that I understand that as of right now, it has been part of this reality, this 3D paradoxical, dualistic, fragmented reality that we're here to heal and release ourselves from. So star seeds, you will know in your heart, challenge. You maybe have been, maybe um, other groups may have come to understand who you are because they are attracted to your light. You may have also contact on your own as a child <clears throat> and so forth. So the star seed at the soul level has a clear understanding of who they are. It is true. Even as a child, it comes right there. I have worked with people who are beautiful star seed or remember when they were two, three years old or when they were in the womb. They remember 
And they went, oh, I don't know if I want to be part of this anymore, even though I do have a soul contract. Now I realized that the challenge, the density, the energy here, feeling disconnected, the illusionary aspect of feeling disconnected from a vast community or creator or their own source. So there's a lot of challenges this most starseed will share in the commonality of their own development here as in human form so that will be an aspect an essence of all starseed knows how do you know it's more than just feeling an outcast what i will invite you to do is connect to the depth of your heart open the gateway of your heart and ask to your higher self reveal to me who i am i am ready now to fully embrace the multifaceted aspect of who i am am i a starseed Show me my connection to my intergalactic groups and beyond. And allowing yourself to listen to the language to which the message or the answers will come, flow through you. It has nothing to do with the 3D lower earth mind. It is a state of beingness. It's a state of the soul. State of cosmic presence. And this is how we call it. So that would be an aspect, a way. Show me, reveal to me, I am ready to embrace consciously. And what you're truly ready for will be given to you and has been given to you. That would be an aspect. Hybrids are also starseed. It's just that there's another level they can feel in their body. They can know that their body almost feel connecting to the earth but they're not connected to the earth at the same time there's an aspect that they carry in their dna that consciousness the quantum aspect of the dna speaks to them and they understand that for example they will have a complexity in their storyline well my mom doesn't talk about it too much but she told me or i heard stories that when she was pregnant with me these group come and she ended up to be on a ship or they were touching her fingers. <laughs> my own mother tell me, I kept telling them to not to touch my fingers. I don't like that. So they will not touch their finger, her fingers. She doesn't like to have her fingers touch. So they understand that and respect that. But they have a lot of different dimensionality to them. Then they know that even in the womb, something else happened that brings them closer even in the physical template it brings them closer to their store origin it's not always consciously recognized but at the soul level it is recognized and i would say and especially with the evolving stage of the dna strand as we are returning more uh, into this higher dna evolution even the multidimensional aspect of the DNA, and I will call it a reawakening, because the word activation, or um, sometimes I can hear that, or repattering, all of this has an aspect of what well, is it activated yet, but there's a multitude of activation. I prefer the word reawakening, the reawakening of the full potential of the DNA strand and the exact template as it was meant to be. And that allows you to connect with it consciously. Show me the part of my DNA that I carry through my soul star connections. That could be also a way to connect to this, right? 
I have also encountered original earth soul aspect. Those who earth energy, Gaia, it's their soul origination. Their original spark comes from the earth. And there's many reasons for that. They're usually people who are very much ingrained with the 3D narratives. They believe what they see. They feel what they feel. They feel right at home in here. They feel no needs to connect or to discover that there's a big intergalactic groups. So what are you talking about? Be real. Be here. Oh, I say, okay. Your feet are both on the ground. And I tell you, my first husband was an earth originator. He was right, his soul seed originally from the earth. And I'm an intergalactic being. And we were like in two opposite scales. But we were together because we had unfinished soul aspect to resolve. And we have. And then we move along. And I send him with all the love in the universe. And wish him all the happiness in the world. To make sure that he blossoms in his own way. And I trust his soul. And his soul design that he will be more than fine above and beyond. But the point I'm making is that I can feel them. They have a such, there's such a barrier between the intergalactic civilization, the groups and them. Because Earth is home. It's the right at ease here. So that takes them longer, depending on their soul choices. It would generally take longer for them to even embrace that there's life out there. There's, there's other life or other form of life evolving beyond the earth. They're very comfortable here. So I'm also bringing some general points, but just to easily illustrate three aspects. But all together, we come together. We're here to sustain the glory of an entire planet finally returning in a true state, along with everyone wishes to follow her Gaia it's all giving to us as an opportunity we all raised our hand to say yes we got this we want to do it oh and yes yes I'll tell aspect. you well you've illustrated the differences very clearly and I encourage those watching and listening to take notes please take notes of the process that Vivienne uh, gave us because as you were sharing, I felt in my own heritage a knowingness that I haven't felt before. And again, that's why we're gonna have you back because there's so many questions that come from just this conversation. So uh, beautiful. Um, I'm gonna go to questions. I am going to go to questions in just a moment. This would be a beautiful time right now to share on the offering. Let's talk about ways that you support people in this process and what it is that you're offering in this special offer. Again, I'm gonna put it in our, our little Zoom chat box here. So share with us what this is. It's a beautiful package of different offerings. Thank you so much, Lauren, absolutely. It always brings me so much joy at the heart and soul level to really support and watch, observe people blossoming and returning to their true potential. And regardless of what you identify yourself as, ultimately, we all divine essence of light. And that's also another level of greater reality that we are returning to. 
So I'm going, I'm about to launch a brand new program called the Octorian Healing Arts, because the word healing is truly an art that we are redefining. And this program, it's going to be a three months program that I'm, um, we're developing together. It's took me like months to come to that point, but we're ready now. It's going to be three beautiful steps, each steps or each level, I should say, level one as three sessions on 90 minutes level two will have another section of three session 90 minutes each and level three the same so it's a conjunction of three six nine which is returning to divinity it's helping everyone to beyond healing aches and pains and trauma and everything imagine living beyond the fear beyond beyond the fear matrix reality without any fear imagine being in that level of embracing who you are the virtues of universal joy and being an effective co-creator co-manifester in your life so what we do is that we have created the first level it's all about upgrading your sacred body template for light body embodiment light body ascension we need to return to that soul body fusion so allowing our physical body in this original template to evolve clear deeply the history clearing and releasing any negative frequencies patterns and attachment associated with them including the 3d matrix reality moving out of polarization fear, stress, and all of this, and being able to restore ourselves, to start to restore what we call the original celestial human body template. And that's also done in, it's a group setting, it's going to be done on Zoom. So we open sacred space, I invite my delegation in, and we were going to walk each session, work diligently with aspect of the body template, whether it's the nervous systems, whether it's the chakra system, the cardiovascular system, whether we upgrading also the channels, what we call the micro tunnel of communications, working with the elemental bodies, working with the neural system, brain cognitive faculties, we're going to be working with the entire body template. So what is unique about this is that it's no longer just sitting there in a session and talking about history of the stories that oftentimes clients repeat over and over again. It's getting you out of these stories or the imprint of the stories in, in the sacred space that is done through my master guides uh, with the Octurians and other of the delegation with the Andromedans and the Lions are there too. We're gonna to be walking through a very beautiful, powerful process. You can feel be present, it's experiential. And we encourage everyone to take notes, to have a journal, to take notes, what take place, what did you hear, message, realization, do you have challenges? Is there blockages or resistance we can address them? And so we're going to go through deeply through the upgrade of the body template to prepare the vessel. The goal is to step out of the 3D personality matrix and to be able to ascend what's called the 5d soul matrix and then eventually the ultimate goal is to heal and restore and repair our own universal time matrix i mean talking about 12 dimension level 
the 12 dimensional multidimensional level with the DNA and all of it. I have been shown the template. And what we do is that we're taking it to the next level to walk through the process, how you integrate, listen to the replay, feel, meditate, come back to it. So that will be, that's just the first level. The second level, it's about the soul matrix repair, restoration, cultivating new frequencies, the cosmic internal presence. This is where we go into the lineage timelines, looking at disharmonic energy that still may be in your abstract field, the history you may, may be carrying. We're working with, I mean, it's the soul aspect, the cosmic aspect of you that already align you with the energy and the vibration of the fifth dimensional soul matrix design. Uh, we're moving into the next level. We build a vessel and we bring the essence. If you look at the energy to it and much more, we're going to be doing much more. The third level is another level of the advancement. This is what's called a quantum DNA field and the galactic codes. This is also working with the star seeds, integrating how they can connect to the star families, the multidimensional DNA structure, the configuration that we're shifting into. The quantum memory field going to be working on our point of origin, soul origin, soul ancestry, how we can integrate that. How can we utilize all of these knowledge that is part of who we are to really co-create the reality that we here meant to be and ultimately to really evolve cosmically beyond, way beyond the 3D fear-based 3D matrix and eventually repairing and embodying the original universal time matrix is like a beautiful cosmic tree that we're returning to and I, i've seen the design and so we're going to take a little time together each level of a time where we review we do the work intensively we share we do automatic writing intuitive writing then we come back we integrate and then there will be a time of integration in between so it's truly a commitment to says okay I have done countless of healing work. I work for many healers, those who work with the Octurians, the Andromedans, those work with the angelic beings. And I would say, great. But this is not just a healing session. It's an evolutionary program to help you shift in alignment with 2023, 2024, and what the future timeline is coming into. So in a nutshell, that's the new program we're going to be launching in January. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. We will have the details of that up on the page and we will actually invite you back and have other people share more as well. Um, more questions and as you're ready to roll out that program in January, I know you're going to have many takers of it. Thank you. We also have on our special offer page a galactic reading, starseed reading with you. And in our chat line, there's a question, is that reading, first explain the, the reading, but then in the, in, in the reading, is it okay if someone recognizes themselves as a Lyran or Pleiadian? Yes, absolutely. And many, many people understand their own connection. Uh, what we call, when we talk about the galactic star seed lineage reading, it's helping you to recognize what lineage is the strongest or most connected to your core and what other sources of influences you may be working with and you're bringing the virtues, the ability, the energy to support your life mission. So 
sometime in the past, people have said, well, I, in, in previous reading, I've been told, and I am Pleiadians, and I work with the Syrians. <clears throat> so, well, after time, sorry about that. After time, we look at the cosmology of how these point of origin connects to you. How are you applying it in your life? How can you understand what does it really mean to be an Arcturian star seed or to be an Andromedan? How are you applying this? We want to look at different source of interconnections, how they're supporting you and your life mission. And what I do is I open the fifth dimensional space and allow these group to come in to hold the frequency in space during the reading and also do what's called a star lineage codes activation, where I ask permission through the higher self and the different level of star connections on the intergalactic groups and says, how can we support you integrating the understanding of your own soul ancestry to the codes coming in that helps you accelerate your own evolution, whether it's through healing, activating, opening a channel, better understanding how to utilize your gifts. So there's a lot going on during those sacred space. It's not just, well, congratulations, you are a Lyran or Pleiadians. Okay, great. But what does it mean? How can I utilize that? And we're going to provide guidance in that sense. And what comes also, I'm going to let the channel be open and whatever they want to say and convey to you, I'm going to let that come through and says, okay, and I feel like it's going to make a lot more sense going, oh, that's what it was meant to be. That's what this person meant to tell me. That's why I had this experience. Let's bring the cohesiveness of all, all of this together in what we call a starseed galactic reading. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. That is a really good gift for those who have these questions that need that not to give our power away, but just need someone to help us translate what it is that we feel inside about this, like the process that you gave us today. Um, at, just even as you were speaking it, we could close our eyes, feel into our heart, and we get something, but still there could be questions around that. And that's where a galactic starseed reading is really helpful for us to navigate and understand those details about ourselves. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Again, that is available on this webpage. And again, the link is in our Zoom chat box. Also, for the level of the three level program in the Arcturian Healing Arts, that will be rolling out in January. So stay tuned as we'll update this page and we'll send an encore out when that's all ready. Okay, so let's go. I don't believe that we have time to take callers and unmute callers. So those with their hand raised, please do us a favor and put your question in the Q&A box. We'll have Vivian back for another conversation where it's really Q&A. We'll open up the phone lines for all of you. So in the Q&A box, we've got a couple with the moments that we have remaining. This one is from Vivian. Do you have any advice for those of us that identify as an Arcturian starseed? How can we create the best energetic environment for more direct telepathic contact? Yes, 
Beautiful question. Thank you for asking. One thing I can tell you is if you are a nocturne star seed, I really understand the challenge that you're facing here. One of the things that star seed, also especially Octurians, is to feel a bit disconnected and having it's challenging to be able to adapt. One of the best way is understand as a nocturne star seed, you are constantly naturally in communication with the entire collective. You have access to everyone, everywhere, all the time. Octurians, we always monitor our people wherever we are, whether you are on the earth or we are on a mission somewhere else in the multiverse. So the best way to do that is really clear the lower mind and allow yourself to open, feel that you're opening the channel of communication through your heart center, open the gateway or the energetic field of your heart, breathe through the gateway of your heart as you clear and let go of the mind and the heart, send what we call a thought form or requests. I wish to connect to my Octarian family, my guides, those who have been assigned to me in this lifetime. I wish to connect to feel the connection, help me remember. The moment you send a thought, it has been received and they will answer to you as quickly as the thought is received. Nocturnes, we work a lot with the heart center. It's a transmission of frequency as high. So make sure that you allow yourself to clear fear, anxiety, any lower frequency that may be limiting your ability to feel and receive clearing the guidance. I can assure you that one of the things I love about being an Octurian is that we have an ability to stay in constant communication and connection. I went to Africa three months ago. I was in South Africa and my team was with me in real time. There was no disconnect. Wherever I am on the planet at any given time, they know where I am. It's the same case for you that's the beauty about our people so invite them listen clear your field i can assure you they've been around you all along it's just a matter of readjusting your capacity to receive that communication and receiving it in your heart your heart is dancing beautiful Beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Really, really wonderful. And again, I encourage those watching to come back and listen again and take notes if you're not already doing it because there's so much here. It's really rich. And just the feeling of it, I'm elated and I trust that others are elated as well. And that is beautiful. So wonderful. Okay, this is from Andrew. Andrew has a question. What advice would you offer the audience as it relates to balancing self-care, spiritual energy studies, and learning through the experience of living our day-to-day -day lives? Beautiful questions. It's all related to how you perceive and feel about yourself. The more you nurture your soul, and I'm talking about nurturing by simply being. It has nothing to do with the amount of information you're ingesting every day. So that's one thing. Ingesting information has nothing to do with 
understanding knowledge and applying those knowledge as a form of wisdom that supports you in the day to day. So first, I will be mindful to see how much you may be adjust, absorbing to your field of absorption, whether it's energetically, emotionally, whether it's vibrationally, and also through what you listen online, YouTube channel, books, classes, only extract the keys that serve you the best. Clear your mind. How many times I see clients coming to me and they're already overflowing. And I said, let's clear that first. Because whatever I'm going to say is just going to add more to a vase that is already overflowing. So clear expectation of things you heard of all of this and bring yourself into the alignment. Self-care, it's a minimum requirement. Anyone on their spiritual journey who really loves who they are, will understand the grace and the beauty you carry in you, self-care comes automatically. It is one of the golden, golden rule I have applied to my life. Since I was a child, I understood that in order to really reflect the care, the light, the love of who I am, it has to be reflecting to the self-care. And I've been taking care of myself very closely, especially when I was in my 20s. I've always applied myself to make sure my body is nourished, making sure that I am respected, that I respect my love, respect who I am. And the more you do that, you will see that spiritual care is all intertwined with your 3D care in terms of caring for your body, caring for yourself, to nutrients, balance with sleep time, meditation, relaxing, detached from the matrix, allow yourself to come back into alignment. Are you doing activities every day or something to really nurture your soul? Nurture your heart, makes you feel happy. Are you following your heart's desire, your heart intuition? So you have to look at self-care. Again, it's a big umbrella that is being redefined. The more you're awakened consciously, the more the word self-care is implied with, and with the journey. And that is very, very important. So I would invite you to see what aspect of self is preventing me from self-care and being able to heal and clear that and bring yourself back into your space with respect and integrity for who you are? Powerful. Thank you. Okay. Altamira asks, based on what you were saying earlier, who is the original architect of this region? They're very advanced being. I only met them a few times consciously from this incarnation, but I work with them more from my Octrain perspective. They are, it's like asking who are the angels and who are the archangels, right? There are many ways to answer that. So from what we perceive them, the original architect of this quadrant, they're working at, they're really, really advanced being who have designed certain structure to a different timeline to maintain another aspect of it's beyond the multiverse it's more of we're watching we're moving into sphere of existence at that point so it's part of the blue creation we call the physical creation and then we will have different architect if you want or original blue designer that will work on maintaining and creating 
certain level of level of life or level of dimensionality is very complex. It is very complex. But the ones we work with, the group that we have worked with, was more designed and focused on looking at the different timelines unfolding in the solar system in this quadrant in regards to the earth ascension so we that's the collaboration that we work on well this is just a piece of a much more infinite puzzle because you're looking at dimensionality there's countless of dimension within sphere of existence and each sphere of existence as a complex level of structure and I'm not going to go in any more details than that, but that's the best answer I can provide to you right here, right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And again, we're going to have you back. We are going to, there's so much to discuss. It really is fascinating. And I want to share that some of the comments in our line um, say that this is a very comforting conversation mm -hmm. and that, um, there's a resonance with the words that you speak. There's a deep resonance. And so it's helping us become aware of who we are on a deeper, deeper level. And that is your mission as well. Thank yes. you. So another question, how do you know if people are an earth seed or still just unconscious? Great questions. Being unconscious is one thing. You know, they still display certain behavioral aspect of their soul, even though the mental, even though the mental aspect of themselves, or what I call the personality aspect of themselves, there's a difference between when a soul, a star seed, for example, come into this incarnation, forget who they are, and let's say the environment you grew up in was not conducive for you to activate those memories, you may develop what is called a personality that will allow you to navigate and adapt to this life. Then later on, your soul starts to awaken, there's other breakthroughs, and you start to understand that, um, wait a minute, I have more than what I've been taught to believe. And there's where there's the beginning of their own journey. So that will be one aspect of recognizing someone or a soul that is on the verge of an awakening process, but they're still identifying with personality trade. Those who are earth seeds, the original earth seeds, it's nothing to do with the personality. It will reflect in their personality and they are their behavioral patterns, but there's something more at the soul level. You can feel that their soul really truly aligned with the earth, that they're very comfortable here whether it's in nature, whether it's in the city, whether it's wherever they go, there's, there's not a, a level of awareness that goes, oh, it comes by bingo. <laughs> level of awareness, she wants to be part of it. <laughs> there's not really a level of curiosity that may appear and says, well, you know, this is for sci-fi movies, you know, that they show this. AT out there or flying saucers and all of this. But my reality state that I'm very comfortable and ingrained here. So that's the difference here because the behavioral aspect will match with someone who is not just awakened yet, but at the soul level, when you attune yourself to them, you will feel distinctively 
that their point of origination is very, very, very different points. And believe me, I live with one, so I know exactly what it feels like. Yes, I think we're looking at um, um, those situations in our life and it does help us recognize it and actually have compassion for it in new ways, not to be so judgmental or harsh, but just to accept and um, co-live and co-create together. All right. Um, last question as we wrap up our show today. Linda asks, do our galactic families hold our gifts and fractals that break off when in trauma and keep them safe until we're ready for them to return? And how can we help to expedite this? What a delightful way of looking at it. <laughs> Your, I love this. What a wonderful question. Your star families, as I call them, is a part of, they're a part of you just like you are part of them. That's one thing at a very young age in my group made me realize, they said, remember that you're one of us and we are part of you as you're part of, or we are part of you and you are part of us. So when you go through life, trauma, and I know, and I honor all of you expressively your journey here, like what a school of learning the earth is. She is irresistible truly irresistible but once you get here you go like oh deep breath i'm here for the right so there will be fragments there will be aspects and this is also part we do when we do the healing is to retrieve those fragments to the appropriate timelines that the fragments are are in whether it's your past and childhood or it can be 50 years 50 000 years ago that sustain a trauma in one of the incarnation and that fragment is ready to be restored back to your core for restoration your star family holds nothing of your soul fragment per se that's more on a higher self level this is more through your soul your higher soul cosmology that this happened your soul fragments are still with you very simply in a diff they can be vibrating into a different space and time so for example, at one time I'm working with this lady and very clear traumatic events took place in this time that originated, started 50,000 years ago into another timeline, another incarnation with the same group of souls who have returned in her lifetime now to complete the journey. So through her higher self with permission, we ask, can we retrieve now that sole aspect, it is really to be restored back to your own core. And the answer was yes. And what we did is we're simply realign those two timelines together, bring the soul fragments, heal, restore, reconcile, and return to her own original soul blueprint. And that made a huge difference because in this lifetime, it has released the same scenario or stories or roles that we take for each other i'll take that role for you and you play that role now it's time we can renegotiate those roles of the soul contract we work with the council of time we always work with the guardians we can says is it in resonance at that point to do so the moment we get yes or permission we do it and it changes the people life because it helps them to resolve and being able to move forward 
into the next level of what their soul needs to learn. There's no need to repeat the same lessons. Once they learn, wisdom is earned and you're ready to move forward. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, everyone stay tuned for part two of this quantum conversation. It will be determined and we'll announce it soon. More questions, we're gonna go into uh, your mother's lineage and what that was like with your Arcturian father and your earth dad and your mom and DNA evolving and star family lineage. We may even go into the dark light and how you navigated through that. But my last question for us today, I'm hearing a collective voice ask a question. What do the Arcturians look like? Ah. One the thing about the Arcturians is that they have been depicted in so many ways. So I shall only say, I will depict them through how I see my own self as and how I see them every time I interact with them. It's an internal mystery, and I'll tell you what, because Octurians through history first have been mistaken for angels because of their high frequency level, their ethereal level. While we do have a physical form, it is nothing as dense as earth humans. So we may be perceived as, as angel because of the ethereal quality of our physical form second octurians have the ability to project a form that may be more comfortable to you and so sometimes they're perceived in certain way and if the recipient is comfortable with that form well the octurians will simply hold that form for them because for us it's not important what is important is the message the the connections and the goal of what we're going to co-create together third i would say when it comes to them, Octurians are very ancient. We're millions of years old. So our physical form have been perfected over time in reflection to our level of consciousness and ascension, which leads me to how I see them and how I experience them. And even in my own Octurian form, and I'll tell you, there's some people who have seen me merging back into my Octurian form. So we're very tall. My father, my octarian father and myself, we're tall. I am on average 10 feet tall. Father is about 12 feet tall. So we have, we're very tall being, very, very tall being. We're tall and lanky. We're humanoid form, meaning that face, torso, arms, and two legs. And we are part of the humanoid, part of the race. And we have those beautiful and you can see to my face this almost like oval facial facial features. Our eye cavity are bigger than the humans. We're not grace. Anyone who say who takes octurns for grace is because they have dark infiltration behind them. And I've been accused before to be a gray, and I'm like, okay, dark being comes out of the closet. We're gonna heal you. And I've gone through before that. But our eyes are bigger, not almond like grace, but we have profound, beautiful, our, our, our eyes are the gateway of our soul. We convey so much love, messages, energy. When you look and when I look into their eyes and they look at mine, I can feel the transfer of their soul essence convey back to me. 
And that is the, one of the most profound experiences that can barely describe in human verbal words. The skin, it's more of a beautiful, almost like eternal translucent colors, which has been perceived a lot in white and blue and sometimes purple. That is because those three frequencies of light are part of the most visible light spectrum available to the earth at this moment. So you will most likely people will experience them with a little bit a scent of you of bluish color. It's part of the light spectrum. It is also part of the holographic portal that we open. We utilize the blue frequency to travel. And so when they emerge the first time, I will see them. I see flashes of royal blue, and then I see them emerging. I see them merging through the blue light, and then I see them in their true form with their beautiful translucent skin. There's nothing equivalent here. It's just the skin is amazing. I can feel that my own skin tone is very much based on them. I can feel that my own skill collagen is reflecting the Arcturns. And I see that every time I see my Arcturn father. We are so graceful when we walk. There's a grace about them when they move to space and time. They're not defined by gravity. They don't have this heavy neuromuscular system that the human beings have. Our structures are much lighter. And so when they walk and there's almost like regal, there's this beautiful energy. I love the long elongated arms and they just move to space. And they stay there and they look at you. What can I do for you today? And it's just, they express and they convey themselves as masters. They're beautiful beings, really. It's nothing but love. We're here to be of service. We're here to really support the most important evolutionary process that the earth has ever undertaken for so long. We're running more on energy. We work also with the great central sun in terms of rejuvenation. And we have other conscious consciousness organic yes yes technology that we were able to rejuvenate our body and stay in the same form for hundreds of years old if we choose to we have no need to ingest food in the same way as human beings does here we have no digestive system in the same way as you perceive it so when it comes to eating Let's just say that we have other ways to rejuvenate our forms it is much more through light transfer um, in other form that we have perfected over time. But there's no, well, if I go there, they know there's no food serving there. It's just, I come back here if I want to eat food on the 3D level. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your mission on our planet Earth at this time. It is refreshing and it is comforting, as I'll repeat someone's comment, to know that our timeline in the next year or two is going to be different. We're already feeling it. And so that gives us each a beautiful sense of responsibility in holding our light, staying anchored fully in our hearts as we move in this journey. And it's so inspiring that inspiration comes from within, but you have helped to cultivate that with each of us. Thank you, Viviane Chauvet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Everyone stay tuned for part two. We're looking forward to it. Big questions with this beautiful goddess. Anything else as we close our circle today, Viviane? 
Well, first, thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you for everyone coming here. Thank you for openness. Thank you for your service. Never underestimate the power that you carry within you. There's so much more to you. And that's a huge aspect of what's coming to. It's understanding really much who you have been all this time. Stay in your light. Stay in parallel to changes. Remember to walk in the light and just take deep breath and allow yourself to feel your own presence. And there's so much more. Beautiful words. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you everyone for your light. Now you know the importance of every breath we take. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.